Welcome to another edition of Founders Journey. My name is Michael Drummond. I'm so excited about my next guest. It's Miriam Dorsett, and she is the, the uh, her new race project, product being launched is, is Quoka. She is a serial entrepreneur and a community activator. And so I'm so excited to have you here, Miriam. And can we just get right into to your story? Tell us the backstory of how you got to where you're at now. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I love the community that you're building and the energy that you bring is really contagious. Uh, so I'm highly enjoying it and it's an honor to chat with you today, tell a little bit about my story. I've, I've always been an entrepreneur of sorts since childhood. And then as I grew, trying different side projects, having side hustles, if you, whatever you call them. Uh, but I dove full-time uh, about five years ago, just dedicating my time to my passions. And the first, it was, um, at first, it wasn't scary. It was exciting. I was really happy. And I remember that first year um, be, being just thrilled and being like, why is anyone work at a job? Like, we should all be entrepreneurs. Everyone should do this. The freedom, it's great. You know, that was like, still had plenty of savings. Um, and was very fresh into it. Um, and I had wanted to do it. I wanted to go full-time for a while. A lot of my entrepreneur friends had told me the reasons why my projects were failing was because I didn't have, you know, um, the hunger, the drive. I was like too comfortable in, in my, in my, uh, boat, which was, you know, my job. Mm-hmm. So I had wanted to make the jump and I was excited, but about a year and a half in, I would say it became really challenging. It was really hard. I was pivoting from offering services to now thinking like, I'm going to build products and brands. And I literally was waking up with and putting on like a pair of combat boots. Like if you look back at pictures of me in my like two, my second, third year, I I wore combat boots because I felt like I was like waking up and going to war every day. Like I'm going to hustle. I'm going to work hard, you know, 14 hour days. And, um, and somewhere along the way in like year, I would say four, I had this mindset shift where I realized that I entrepreneurship is hard. It's really difficult, but I wasn't making it any easier for myself by waking up every single day and having that mindset Um, And since then it's been enjoyable again, you know, so. So so what did, how did you change mindset? What did you, what what, what did it go from to then to then going to war to now what? Realizing it is hard, but it's a privilege to be able to do whatever I want to do every day. And I'm not making it any easier by telling myself that story, waking up every day and having that narrative play in my head this is hard. You have to work hard. There are going to be crazy challenges that you're going to like chill girl. Like, let's just see what happens like day to day. It might be hard. It might not be, you might have a good day today. Like, you know, there was definitely a time during pandemic when I suffered from a depression and, you know, this summer actually has also been really rough, Mm. but I considered those mind, those mindset shifts to be some of my greatest successes when I'm able to shift my mindset and, and wake up every day with a, with a new, with a new energy for, 
the tasks that I have to do. And, and what do you, how do you do that? Because I think, I think a lot of people have to do with make mindset changes or whatever. So what's, what's your strategy to make that happen when you do get stuck in a, a rut or whatever? What's, what's that? What's your game plan? I try to do something every day that is for my business or for myself, like just do one thing. Like that's what got me out of the first like little dip um, during the pandemic was just every day. Like I knew I was like, really, I wasn't excited. I wasn't happy. So I would just try every day, just do one thing and be happy with that and be accomplished with that. Um, and not feeling bad that I'm not like, full max productivity, doing a ton of things and seeing a bunch of progress. So you saw, you, see, you reset your expectations of what, what you were going to do. And then as long as you hit that, that new goal, you're, you were happy with it. You're saying so here a little bit. Yeah. I just never stopped thinking that I would get out of it. Like, this is just a, a phase. This is just a down. You're going to come out of it. Just wake up every day, do one thing and eventually with time and supportive community, I was able to. This too shall pass type deal. <laughs> Is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's not easy because like, definitely it's not easy when you're in it to be like, okay, I'm going to do that. I appreciate that. So, okay. So uh, you, you got to this. Now tell us a little bit more maybe um, about this new project you're, you've uh, come up with. It's um, Coca. Is that right? Coca? Am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That. Yes. So Quoka is a long time coming, came out of me wanting to scale synchronicity and make kindness more uh, available and random occurrences that happen in my life. I found to be actually really meaningful at times and wanting to replicate that using technology. I was in an artistic series about technology and humanity and how our memories are affected by technology and how technology affects us as people. And Quoka is part of that, that it's come out of, of course, as I iterated, it's become a little bit less artistic and more concrete in an actual product where entrepreneurs and founders can have a one-to-many conversation anonymously and get support for their well-being and wellness and we're just building it and growing it and learning as we go so it's been a really fun project and love for people to check it out and give me honest feedback on it okay. so like is it kind of create a community is that what it kind of it looks like a little bit or tell me a little help me understand a little more about that i wouldn't say it's necessarily a community like you know a discord channel like the tech founder circle because the entrepreneurs are all in one thread, you're communicating with multiple people, but you don't know who those people are. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't build a community in that sense. I would say it's definitely somewhat of a movement mm-hmm. in the sense that people are opting in for mental health support and sharing their struggles. And as I'm researching, talking to founders and talking to community leaders of entrepreneur groups that is becoming research that's publicly available, conversations, destigmatizing all of this, uh, these bouts of depression and things that people suffer from all along the journey. So I would say it's it's more of a movement than a community in that sense. But um, yeah, there's a bunch of people in it. And so, yeah. 
So, so basically, you're you're helping people to come out of their shell, but, but in an honest way. Say, hey, because we don't ever want to miss many things that you're saying. This allows them to open, give them a forum to be able to to share some of the challenges. Is that what I'm hearing a little bit? Well, so the great things about Quoka are one, you can you know get res- uh, resources, get access to information. You can ask questions um, without feeling like you are going to be judged. Um, or feel stupid for asking a question, you can also be heard and listened to. So some of the things that result from, from this are productivity, increased productivity. You feel more productive when you go and ask a question in Quilka than you do in the Slack channel, for example, because you will get distracted. Every founder has had that happen. We're in a Slack channel, you ask a question, and then all of a sudden you're roasting a landing page, you're laughing at a meme, 20, 30 minutes later, You've already, you've literally forgotten what you're doing. Like, what are, what are you actually doing? Uh, so that's one of the things is increased productivity. Um, also just being more prepared or confident, you know, your confidence as an entrepreneur is increased as a result of using Quoka, because there are things that you need to know. You need to constantly be in a state of learning out there in a Slack channel or online, on Twitter. If you ask questions, you never know who's watching you. And people don't ask all the things that they need to know, especially in the beginning of your journey when you are trying to fake it till you make it and appear like to like you have it all together, you know what you're doing. You won't necessarily ask those questions. You may ask, you try to find a mentor and, and then have a private one-on-one conversations where you can be more vulnerable and ask questions. Or if you're lucky enough to find a community where you feel safe, then you might ask the questions that you need to know, but it doesn't always happen as quickly. And if you have mentors and a community, unfortunately, because of human relationships, those take time and energy. You have to commit to the mentor-mentee relationship. You have to invest in it. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying if you can get the answers to your questions in a quick and easy way through Quoka and feel more confident and even go to these mentor conversations and meet them at a level where they are, you can have better conversations. And as a result, you'll be more confident. You'll be better prepared. You'll know what's up. You'll be able to see when someone is is faking it out there or giving you wrong information you can knowledge check within a group um so increased confidence is another thing that is the result of uh, you know a benefit of using quoka um, and the productivity and i think there's one more that we've narrowed down we're kind of trying to go with the benefits now you know trying to show people these are the benefits of using quoka which i hear is really good thing for sales so so, so in, in, I know how long is it now? Has this been probably been been going on? Because in, in the five years, what what is this? What is this bringing to the equation there? Quoke, I I say that our official launch date was in January of twenty twenty one. There were some MVPs using WhatsApp groups that I did before that to kind of test it for very yeah. short periods of time, yeah. and that was fun. It was under Project IB at that time. I was just kind of learning, doing my artistic thing, um, and then decided, let's actually make this a product. Went and built a uh, went and built a go to market strategy, um, and am now implementing that. Okay. okay. So, um, 
So tell me in, in the whole, this whole entrepreneurial journey, you know, the five years, what, what, what has been the, maybe the biggest failure you've had to, to overcome or this big setback or. Right. I think that some of the biggest setbacks that I have were committing to projects that were not fully in alignment with me or hiring people that were actually draining to me. Uh, I tend to be very excited. I tend to want to help people a lot. And so I'm like, yeah, come on board and we can do it. I like in the very beginning, I would work with people that didn't even have websites and that's not a bad thing. Like I, there was a point in my journey when I didn't have a website, you know, but it really makes it hard to sprint together if someone has to crawl first to get to where you are. So you're kind of like pulling them along. Um, and I still like to support those people, but not in, in committed, we're going to work on projects together type of a thing. Those have been setbacks because they consumed my time and energy. And then also you have to eventually stop, you know, you realize you're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. And then it can be damaging to relationships, which is really bad. Okay. So picking the right people to work with at times has been, it sounds like making sure you get the right person that fits more your, where you're at. Okay. Yeah. And are in alignment with what your long-term goals. Yeah. So if there was, if there was one thing you would, you would, uh, uh, something you've learned along the way, that's been the most important thing for you and you would want to share to other entrepreneurs, what would that be? Um, I think that we apologize too much as entrepreneurs. We should save our sorries, especially in, in the day and age where so many like really tragic things are happening. I try to rephrase my apologies um, and to be, you know, thank you for understanding places coming from places of gratitude versus apologizing all the time. And that kind of brings me down too. when you're constantly saying sorry for things like, um, taking a while to get back to someone in an email or, you know, being a little bit late or missing a call, for example, like these are little things they, they, that we feel like have so much uh, reflection on us as leaders when no one has died in that situation. You know, we are not veterans going to war out here. Okay. So let's chill for a second. Like, it's okay if you miss a deadline or you have a spelling error in a, in a meeting. And I think when you start to reframe that in your mind and people that are hold that high of a standard, that's honestly unrealistic of per, that to, for someone to be perfect all the time. And like the stakes are so high, you start to move those people out of your circle. Like, whoa, that energy is like really crazy. I don't want that around. Um, so that figuring out ways to save myself time, whether it's in my routine, like getting ready in the morning, um, uh, starting to just minimize choices, getting rid of clothes and like straightening my hair. I used to do that. Don't do that in any of that anymore, you know, um, or at work, you know, automation, delegating things that took a while to be able to say, okay, look, I'm going to document my process then I'm going to take the time to hire someone, teach them how to do it and let them go and make some mistakes. Um, so that has been really great for me. I guard my calendar really tightly. People will be like, well, you're not available till a month. That is correct. I'm sorry. Like 
is the project that you're working on that we need to speak about like very someone going to pass out if, if we don't meet rarely is that the case so yeah we can chat in a month it'll go by quick um so things like that i really try to protect my calendar i try to plan anything in advance that can be done i do because that will i never want to commit to something unless i have like as many of the details locked down that i that i can um not to say you shouldn't just launch things and learn and, and go but um, anything that you can plan in advance you should plan in advance like social media content and blogs and and uh, project plans always i always try to have paperwork in place agreements with people like so it's very clear not as much for like i don't even call them contracts because i feel like that's very legal like okay calm down here but i call them agreements right where it's clear. These are the expectations that I'm going to be bringing to the table. This is what you're responsible for. So let's have something written down. Um, I would also say for entrepreneurs, at least for myself, like wine, coffee, and smoothies, even those are like not food groups. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy how much better my body performs when I have had a standard three meals a day, the day before, and I wake up and I'm like, you know, feeling so much better and, and taking the time to do that. Cause sometimes you wake up and you just like, want to get right into work. Like let's dive into the matrix. Let's go. But mm. taking some time to do things. Yeah. That's really important. What do you think about that? I wanted what? to ask you, <laughs> do you like eat? Yeah, you I eat three yeah, meals I a day. Eat six meals a day, and I full deals. I have a morning ritual where I do exercise and all those things, and meditation, affirmations, visualization, all those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's been important. Um, yeah. Uh, so the the, uh, the the man, the last thing is, you know, I, I think we're always looking to to learn and grow as founders. A, a book that is a book you've read that really meant something to you that you you'd recommend or. Yeah, two books come to mind. The first one is Secret Service. Okay. It's a really cool book that talks about collaboration and the power of delivering amazing customer experiences through um, partnerships with other brands that are also targeting the same group as you, the same consumer group as you. Um, I really love that book. And then another one is Scrum. I love that one because it helped me understand how tech people kind of go about building products and organizing things and like, this is an ideas list. This is what we're doing this week. And then that's getting things done. So I always organize my to-dos like that and my team to have them work in a, like a Scrum-like fashion. Um, so those are two awesome books that I really like. Great. Well, thank you so much. This has been great to, to learn more about you and your and your business. And and, uh, and I. It, so if somebody wants to learn more about you know specifically about your uh, your products and stuff, well, how would they how would they get to hold, hold of you, get a hold of them, or uh, learn a little more about it? Well, I am on social media, Miriam Dorset on LinkedIn, and uh, my DMs are open. I'm all over everything from TikTok to Twitch. 
as a profile. And yeah, I'm also in the Tech Founders Circle Discord, so you can join that and hit me up in the DMs there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been really great. Um, thank you for your genuine interest in my work. And please let me know how I can support anything that you're looking for.